Well, happy Friday as we're knocking on the door of another weekend. It is the Speaking For Him podcast helping you to kick it off. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. And uh, before the new year came, or at least a, f- a few uh, days before the new year was upon us, I started thinking about different series we could do. I know we're kind of in the middle of one on my uh, personal disability, but I wanted to do another series on on a theme from the Bible uh, that would help us to continue to grow in 2017. And I thought about the reasons why Jesus came. We know the basics of why Jesus came. He came to die for our sins and rise again the third day to, to claim victory over sin so that we could um, live free from sin. And we know that, and we appreciate that, and that's great. But there are some specific things he said in the scriptures about why he came. So we're going to take a look at some of those this year. And as always, uh, some of these will be spread out uh, for some of the other things that come up, whether it be interviews or other things. But I hope that at the end of this... um, It will be a nice little series for you to enjoy and to share with others. We have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, I believe seven, if I'm counting correctly, different reasons why the scriptures talk about why Jesus came. So, Adam, can you give us the first one? First one is to fulfill the law. And from Matthew 5, 17, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am I have not come to destroy, but to fulfill. The reason that Jesus was able to die on the cross for our sins is because he came as a perfect human and fulfilled every single law that God ever gave us. See, the law was given to us to show us that we couldn't be perfect and that we needed God to intervene. And Jesus came to fulfill all those laws on our behalf So that in looking through God, or in looking through Jesus, God sees us as perfect and righteous. And the second one? To save sinners, from Matthew 9, 28. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. This is a very related fact that Jesus came for those of us who acknowledge freely that we are sinners, and those are the ones that he can help. Because he can only help people if they know they have a problem. Just like your mechanic can't fix your car until you bring your car in, and you can't bring your car in until you admit there's a problem, so we can't be fixed in our lives if we don't admit that we have a problem that only God can fix. And surely he can, so we will... um, Examine what that means. Adam, on these first two, do you have any thoughts? Um, I find it interesting how Jesus is clarifying to the people why he has came, um, why he has come. So many times I feel like we can get some things out of of context. And, you know, for the first one, he's saying, you know, I I didn't come to destroy or or be this huge wrecking ball to, to punish all you for not being perfect. But instead, he came to fulfill the law to save us that we may have eternal life. And then he came to save sinners. He, he came to save us. And as, as always, I find it so interesting in so many stories of the Bible where God seems to always pick 
the underdog or the one where humans or other people think, oh, that person is so sinful. They're so far gone. But Jesus looks at them and says, nope, you're the one. And and it reminds me of how having that Christ-centered focus in life makes a big difference compared to just what our human minds alone can think, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then uh, number three is to show forth the truth. And from Matthew 10, verses 34 through 35, think not that I have come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Matthew 10, 34 and 35. And this is a challenging one. Uh, but it really cuts to the heart of something that is very lacking in the way we present the gospel today, and that is that uh, God is love, but because God is love, he came to take our judgment. And that is a very divisive topic, and it's going to divide us. Jesus came to show the true way um, to come to him. There's only one way. Not a lot of roads that lead the, lead to the same thing, but only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ, and that's why he came. And next, in his Father's name, I have come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. It's John five forty three. All right, and again, he came. There's another um, passage where he says, I've come to do my Father's will. And so when we get to this podcast, we will be talking about all that it meant for him to come as a servant to his Father, to do what his Father asked him to do. As a matter of fact, when he gets to the end of his life, uh, before he goes to the cross, he says, I've done everything you asked me to do, Father. Now restore to me the glory that that I had with you before the world was. You know, so he's like, I did everything. Mm-hmm. And none of us can say that, but it goes back to that first thing that we were talking about, that he came to fulfill the law, and he did it perfectly. All right, and the next one. He came to give life. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That is John 10.10. 10. A lot of people think of trusting God and following Jesus as something that's stifling, something that that keeps you from having fun. I know I've had people say, well, can't, you can't do this because you're a Christian? Well, it, that's not fun. But you know what? I don't have to wake up tomorrow and have somebody call me and say, guess what? You have a son. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't have to wake up tomorrow and and, you know, have not have a job because I didn't work hard on the job that I had. I don't have to wake up tomorrow and, and have all these, all these angry feelings because I think the world owes me a living. All these things are things that people that don't have a moral standard, people that don't, uh, have something that they're following, uh, as we follow in the Bible, I don't have to deal with that because I know that there is a path to follow. It's not always easy. It doesn't always provide all the answers right away, but it is always protecting. 
So on these last three, Adam, do you have any thoughts? Um, I find it interesting again how, as Jesus explains why he's here, that you know a lot of people think that once Jesus had come, that it would be about um, you know we'll we'll be saved, which is true. But people thought it'd be you know peace and 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 everything would be solved, everything would be good. And really, when Jesus came, it was. The opposite, if you think about it, it, it was kind of like shaking a big snuggle. Everything got shaken up, and and like he said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna separate father from son and, and mother from daughter, and and I'm gonna come, not that there be peace, but to bring really, if you think about it, like eternal peace, because that's what he wanted to do. He 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 came out of love so that we may be able to go into eternity with with him, and doing it completely out of his depth of love. It just gets me thinking how. How awesome that is. And even in today's day and age, how that is still so needed. Absolutely. Well, we just have a couple more before we wrap up the show. And as I said, we will be doing an individual podcast on each of these. So I'm very excited to continue to share with you from this list. So, Adam, why don't you go on to the next one? To be a light. I have come. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. It's John twelve forty six. And this one is, I mean, all these are very tied together, but this one is interesting because um, there's another verse that says, men loves darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Mm. Uh, if you ever go past a bar or if you've ever uh, been in a bar, you know that they tend to keep those dark. It's kind of something that, that, that people um, like to spend time with, and when you're and when you're wicked, you hide your deeds. You don't want people to know about the wickedness. Even even we as believers have have things that we've done that we're not proud of. And if we were if somebody were to roll the tape on our lives, we would we would cower in shame at some of the things that we've thought or done. And I know that's true. But the thing that Jesus does is he he brings light to those things. He sheds light on them. He shows us our evil, but only so that he can help us eliminate it, so that he can take it away from us. So I think that's key. And then finally, we will wrap up the series um, with the fact that Jesus came. Why don't you tell us, Adam? He came to be our king. And this comes from John 18, 36 through 38. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews? But now is my kingdom not from hence? Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Then Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Again, John 18, verses 36 through 38. I I love this part, especially in the middle here, where where Pilate says, Art thou a king then? Jesus says, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. Jesus never wavered in his purpose on this earth. He knew from the very 
onset from before he consented to becoming a baby and being born in Bethlehem. He, he had his inward focus toward the cross. And even then, when he's talking about being a king, he's not talking about uh, vanquishing Pilate. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, think about this. He had the power, so to speak, to kill Pilate right there and to take over Rome and to institute some sort of rule there. And there was even a point in the scriptures where they tried to make him a king, but he went off by himself because that was not the way that God wanted him to establish his kingdom. His kingdom has come in, in the believers and it will, it will culminate in him coming back again someday. But it's just not the way that people thought it would be. And yet he went to the cross because that was the way to victory. In Hebrews it says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Now he's sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us because of the sacrifice that he made. That's so key. Um, So as we wrap up these last two, Adam, do you have any final thoughts? What really hits me, especially about the last one, when he's talking to Pilate, it amazes me how humble Jesus is with Pilate, especially after being scourged and or, or whipped and, and, and beaten and crowned the thorns on his head, all this pain, all this suffering, all this humiliation. And he's so humble with Pilate. And it always hits me that like, that is how much Jesus loves us. Like no matter what we've done to him, he still is, is so loving and God is, is so humble. You know, he didn't, he didn't want to say, yes, I am a King or, you know, start pushing it or shoving it in his face. But he, he answered in such a humble way, saying, Thou sayest that I am a king, and, and that's why I was born. That was my cause. And I don't know. It just kind of gives me goosebumps in thinking about that, just how loving and, and humble our God is. So that is that is a major series that we will be pursuing throughout 2017. As always, we will continue to have our book reviews and, and our movie reviews and hopefully some uh, big interviews for 2017. 2016 had some... Really intriguing, interesting interviews, and I'm I'm trying to get some booked um, for 2017. Don't want to say too much before they're actually scheduled, but just trust me when I say that it's going to be a fun year. Um, Adam and I have really enjoyed doing this. I'm not sure that I really thought that it would last as long as it has, <laughs> but I am very grateful that it has, and I hope to continue to bring this show to you, everybody who is in management here at the station where I record has been very gracious to me, and I thank them for allowing this to continue. All right, with that being said, I hope that you have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.